0: Uh, Jesus, thank you for uh, tonight, where um, we can just dive into your Word, Lord. And I just pray that uh, as we start this series, uh, boundaries that we uh, can be people that uh, learn what what you uh, what you want for us to do in our lives. When to when to say yes, how to say no, and to take control of our lives, Lord. You call that stewardship, and please. Uh, help us master this uh, this thing called stewardship so that we can, in fact, uh, take control of the responsibilities and the things that uh, you have given to us in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so uh, this is a nine-week nine series um, titled Boundaries, and uh, to give you guys an introduction of uh, what, what boundaries is and why we are doing boundaries is uh, we live in a, uh, in a culture, uh, and we live being the United States, being Tacoma, Tacoma uh, right here in South Tacoma, we live in a culture that uh, boundaries is something that uh, it, it has been kind of pushed along the wayside. There is not a lot of boundaries uh, in, the, in the culture that we live in today. Uh, what do I mean by boundaries? We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but some things that I can tell you right off the bat is, is if you ever felt like uh, you were in a situation where uh, you had a hard time saying no to something. And because you didn't say no to something, it kind of over- maybe uh, took over a major aspect of your life. Uh, that could be yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then 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 boundaries then boundaries is for you if you if you've been in a situation where you knew that you needed to say yes um, but you weren't sure how to go about that uh, you didn't know uh, why you should say yes but you knew if you said yes it was going to cause you to. Uh, possibly maybe be a little have to change something in your life and maybe that was going to make you uncomfortable but you knew that the outcome of that would, would be something better but sometimes we struggle to say yes when we need to say yes and then we say no when we shouldn't be you know, went to things that we end up or we say yes to things that we shouldn't The what happens is when we don't learn those those balances of saying yes and saying no and, and, and having that uh uh be you know, pointing our life and our focus in the right direction, things can often just go all over the place and we're all over the map and before you know it, your whole life just seems like it's out of control. Uh, you, you you have a hard time going to sleep at night, uh you have a hard time dealing with the people that you love, the relationships that uh, are around you, maybe in your house, out outside of your house, wherever the case may be, maybe we and you end up Uh, the boundary you end up building is the wrong boundary because you're building up a wall against the people uh, that you should be accepting and instead you're bringing in people that you should probably be putting the boundary to and saying no to. Um, And so that's uh, why why this series is important uh, for each and every one of us is because this is something that has been important to me and Jocelyn. We have had to, uh, as, as being... A blended family, uh, as being uh, in ministry since we've been together, which has been uh, six years, and been married for five, uh, we have had to learn uh, boundaries. We, I, I have different family dynamics that I brought into the picture, uh, and she has different family dynamics that has been brought in the picture, and when you combine. Uh, two people in, in, into a, a relationship of any sorts, there's going to be different things that you have to figure out, parameters and boundaries to place in that. And so we have had um, good times. We've had uh, bad times with boundaries and um, trying to establish what that was going to look like. And uh, being in ministry, boundaries is very important. And Cheryl has been learning this as the secretary the last couple of years, is... Boundaries. If you don't have boundaries in the church setting, um, then this church can be out of control. Mm-hmm. And we all are uh, an aspect of Grace Place Church. We all represent. We all represent uh, this this family. We all bring a different aspect to it. And within the church setting, it's important for us to establish boundaries as a church so that we can move forward as a church. Uh, and so we're gonna. We're going to dive uh, right into the uh, the story of Adam. We have this man, Adam. God created Adam. When God created Adam, he he created several other things um, other than just Adam. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He created uh, he created the animals. He created light. He created darkness, um, and eventually he created woman. <coughs> which in turn created a family for Adam and Eve. Now, the, the thing that is important to know about the story about Adam is that God had created Adam initially as a perfect man, a man without sin, a man without shame, a man without guilt, a man without any of those kind of things. And God had uh, given Adam uh, some, some boundaries. The Bible actually refers to it many times as he had made Adam a steward, made Adam in control and in charge of certain aspects of of the things that God had given him. See, God said, Adam, I'm going to put you in charge of the things that I've created. I'm going to put you in charge of um, the earth. I'm going to put you in charge of the animals. I'm going to put you in charge of uh, keeping up uh, the garden being Adam's work, and I'm going to put you in charge of the family, being Eve, and eventually uh, children. And Adam said, "Yeah, sounds good, God. I'm 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 the man for the job. I'm the man for the task. I can do this. I can be a steward of what you have given me. I can handle it. I can. I will. I I will do the things that you ask me to. I'm focused. I'm going to do this. But over time." We, we, a lot of us know the story that one of the boundaries that was put in place is God said, I'm going to give you all these things, but there's one aspect that, that you just can't have. And it's, it's, it's the fruit from this tree. And Adam goes, okay, sounds good. Uh, Adam then, when, he had Eve, uh, when Eve came into the picture, for whatever reason, uh, there was a, a breakdown in the system. And a boundary was crossed. And they both, Adam and Eve, took from this tree. When they took from that tree, we, saw, uh, we see that sin enters into the picture. Now, I don't know exactly. You know, the, the picture that was painted for us uh, as kids is we see a physical tree and we see an apple. Um, some interpretations have it as that it maybe it was symbolic towards something else. I don't know wasn't there and the garden. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't hanging out with Adam so I'm, I'm not going I don't want to get into great detail of what it may have been or what what it is they were taking from that they weren't supposed to. but what I know is that God had had uh, given them everything and they felt like they needed even more of something else that wasn't theirs. And so they crossed over this boundary. They weren't happy with the things that God had given them, the this, this stewardship that he had put before them, and they crossed over this line. And, and and they took from this tree. And as soon as they took from this tree, a few things transpired. Shame entered into the picture. Guilt into, entered into the picture. Uh, they they started, uh, their, their, their offspring ended up having... Um, Issues with, with, it, with jealousy and issues with um, selfishness and eventually anger that led to murder. So what had happened is all these things had transpired because somewhere down the line, a boundary was crossed. So what we want to do is we want to define what boundaries are and why they are important. Why does God give us boundaries? Why would God even put a tree in the garden? Well, ultimately it comes down to God is, God is a God of love. And we may not even always understand where love comes from. It's kind of like when you're a child and you have a, a parent or somebody that's watching over you as a child. And the oven is hot. And you run through the kitchen and you're, you know, and you're, you're, a, little, you're a little child and that oven looks really fun. It's got all kinds of cool, maybe a couple cool little buttons. There's a red light that lights up inside of it. <laughs> um, it just looks like a lot of fun. And you, all you want to do is just touch that. Mm. Oh, sorry about that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I know. It's a bad one. It's the person preaching. Um, <laughs> I don't it's just reminding us to turn ours off. <laughs> yeah. So, this, this oven is lit up, and the child goes to touch it. And, and the adult says, "Stop, <coughs> Don't touch the oven because if it's hot and you'll burn yourself." But sometimes the child is still at a place where they have this level of curiosity. And although that boundary was put in place by that, that adult and by that parent, that curiosity and ends up uh, growing stronger and that desire for that little child that maybe... Eventually, the, the parent isn't watching or the adult isn't watching and they touch the oven and the kid ends up suffering. Uh, in our house, we call it natural consequences. <laughs> and the child's hand is burned and they're, they're crying and it's disastrous and all of a sudden the household has lost control. And the life of this child for that moment is losing control because their hand is throbbing and they don't know why. But I guarantee that that child will probably think twice about touching the oven again the next time. Now, I'm not suggesting that we let our children <laughs> touch the oven. Just like God suggested, don't touch the tree. Boundary. He put that boundary in place. But yet, the tree was still touched. And, and, it was, and, and what we saw happen is natural consequences. Now, within that... The reason that uh, one of the reasons that God might have had a tree there is because God is a God that loves us again, and a God that loves us understands that there is a level of decisions and choices that He wants His people to make, and the biggest choice and decision that His people can make, His creation, mankind, is to love God, just as you know, as He has loved us, loved us first. He wants us to love Him. And love is not something that is forced. Love is a decision that is made. And so God gave us a decision. And sometimes even within those decisions, you may even love someone or love something. And sometimes we cross over a boundary that even hurts that individual or that something or whatever the case may be. Or, or, or it's, things may go out of control. So how do we bring it back and how does, does love continue to exist when mistakes happen? Well, well, the great, the great thing about it is, is the story didn't end. God, yes, man made mistakes. Yes, they crossed the boundaries, and 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 they 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 had they were given everything, and they were to be good stewards of what God had given them, and they 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 broke some of that, but but God had sent His Son Jesus so that we could be brought back into relationship with God. And there's God waiting for each and every one of us with open arms saying, yeah, you you have broke boundaries. Your sons, your daughters have broken boundaries. They have crossed the line time and time again. But I am a God who loves you. Just like that parent loves that child that burned their hand. They didn't, that child didn't burn their hand. They said, I don't love you anymore. They pick the child up. They put the hand under the cold water. They maybe put some ice on it. And and they said, let's not do that again because they love that child. In the same way God picks us up, He puts ice on our hand and says, hey, let's try not to do that again. Even if you do, He's still going to love you. And that's why we call ourselves Grace Place and not Law Place. That's Pastor Danny's big thing right now. So so we have... uh, the biblical boundary. Boundaries help us differ, differentiate ourselves from something else or someone else. They show where each person begins and ends. There are several examples of boundaries. Some practical examples. One of them is our skin. Skin can, you know, protect us from. You know, we get cuts on our skin. We get, you know, it, it protects us from sometimes. You know, getting infections, diseases, things like that. That's a that's a simple. You know, skin is a simple way of protecting us from certain the the rest of our body. We have words. Um, words can be a, a great example of a boundary. Like I said uh, when we started, if you say if you if you know that something's going to lead you down the wrong path, what's the the best word you can say? You learn. I learned it in fifth grade in in the Dare program. The word is no. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know now saying no is one of the hardest things to do. But when we can learn the boundary of saying no, you'll be you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to set up your boundary in a healthy place. That's going to cause it's going to allow for for uh, for different things to happen in your life, or or allow for certain things to not enter into your life that uh, are unwanted. (laughs) Maybe you don't know they're unwanted at the time, but maybe eventually they are. Um, Another boundary is truth. Uh, truth is one of those things that uh, if if we are dishonest and we cross the boundary of dishonesty, uh, sometimes that can come back and bite us. But if we are uh, are people that you know if we if we uh, try to live in a boundary where truth and honesty exists uh, then then we are we, we have healthier relationships, stronger relationships. So, Truth and honesty is, sometimes can be one of the most difficult things because in, when we're caught up in the moment, um, in, in situations where we're, we're called to be truthful and it's really difficult, uh, the, what can happen is we go, well, I know that if I'm truthful and I'm honest about something in this situation right now, there's, it's going to be really difficult and, and there's going to maybe even be some consequences in that. But sometimes there's level of consequences. And level of things when we aren't truth, being truthful. Yes, it may hurt but sometimes hurt isn't, isn't always a bad thing what's a bad thing is harm yes, some, some tough decisions are going to hurt but what happens if we're not truthful and we're not honest about certain things then it becomes harmful and it can become destructive in, in your life time uh, time is, is a boundary that that, uh, is, you know, that I've had to learn it is, it is making time uh, for for things that are important in your life the way that that i I see a, a boundary of importance that i have had to live by is that i, I put i put God first in my life you know in, in everything I do uh, it needs to be centered around uh, around around God and, and following his will and that 's what I try to do <laughs> uh, then my wife is, is is important to me I need to make sure that i 'm Making time for my wife, that I'm spending time with my wife, that we are coming to church together, that we're you know reading the Bible together, that we're praying together, that we're just living living the gospel together. Uh, a lot of times we can uh, sometimes get even get so busy in church, and we're doing stuff at church, doing doing doing, and we're doing it by ourselves That our spouse, or, or even our family, or somebody you know that they're, they're they're way back here and they're going. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I want to do something too. Or, or maybe because they weren't involved, they become resentful towards somebody doing something that is in the church. That can happen in the church. That can happen in work. You, uh, you go well. You know, it's really important that we make money, that I provide for the household, things like that. But if all we do is spend all of our time doing that, and I don't spend any time with my wife, we can make all the money in the world. But at the end of the day, my wife doesn't even know me. She goes she goes Who are you you know, <laughs> you know we even have a thing I, I had I've had seasons in my life where I've had to work a lot and we have a thing where i walk in the door it'd be the end of the night because uh, I worked a you know 12 14 hour day and my wife gives me a high five and goes oh I think I, uh, I, I think I know you and we give each other a high five and everyone laughs because it's kind of a joke but in all honesty, we just that was our connection, you know, that was that that was the time that we spent together. And so I've had to make changes in my life to say, okay, that needs time is important. That I've learned that as a as a father. My goodness, time is so valuable to children. It is so valuable. If if I one of the things that my kids love to do is they love for me to have a day off. I mean, I've lived my life a lot without even taking a day off. And you go, well, Pastor, you should, you know, you should be taking a Sabbath day. You know? Well, that's one of the hardest things for a pastor to do to take a day off. Ask Pastor Danny. He he, he, we just now got him to a day off. <laughs> but, but uh, it's one, you know, So I wouldn't take a day off. But my kids value a day off so much because they know when a day is off that I'm not going to crack open the computer, that, that I'm not going to get busy doing other things, but that I'm going to spend time with them. And sometimes I spend time with all three of them and sometimes I'll take one of them out at a time and, and we'll go do a special thing. But my goodness, that I, I didn't imagine how important time was and the boundary of time is when you have children. Geographical distance or space, that's a boundary uh, that sometimes needs to happen. Sometimes you know, you're a person that needs some space. Uh, life can get kind of crazy sometimes and it gets real loud and sometimes we just need to kind of take a back seat, go, you know, separate ourselves sometimes, and just get some space, get some downtime. That's important for, for some people. Some people, they can, they can live in chaos to a certain degree, but most people, they need to just take a breather and get some space and just, you know, in that regard. Sometimes the geographical space is a bigger deal. So maybe there's a boundary that you need to put in place because there's, there's something um, something or someone that is causing your your life to spiral uh, downward and, and in the wrong direction, and so we need kind of some space from certain groups of people or certain kind of people for that you know for a season or forever. So that is where geographical space is needed. Emotional distance, man. I we used to do youth ministry, uh, be youth pastors, and and uh, I would I would tell our Jocelyn mostly would tell the girls because guys aren't really emotional, not too emotional. Um, she would tell uh, the girls that you know if if uh, you, you just knowing if the the relationship you know we we weren't big advocates of dating relationships we we used to, I used to tell the guys you know they they would uh, they would date a gal and they'd be fourteen I go well, are you are you ready to marry her are you ready to be a responsible adult and. And, and take care of your household, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Uh-huh. But I would say that because there's so much, especially for 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 young girls, there's so much emotional attachment. Even at a dating relationship at the age of 14, that it just can destroy them. Because if you're not going to marry them, eventually you're going to break up, and when you break up, it's going to get ugly, and, and there's going to be emotional attachment. So Jocelyn's doing everything she can to to you know pick up the pieces when the emotional. You know, when the emotion breaks down. And I'm just trying to keep the guys away from the girls, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> because I know what it's going to end up to anyway. So, But sometimes just in life, we just need some emotional... We need, we need to separate ourselves from a, a situation that has caused emotional distress. And we need to... You know, I'm not saying that we get rid of it altogether, but sometimes we just need to separate ourselves from that for a time being or whatever the case may be. Um, and and uh, that, that's, that can be big... Uh, account other people, uh, boundaries of other people. Sometimes we need other people in our lives and we need to allow them in. We need to let the boundary down and we need to have other people be in our lives that are going to help us, accountability. We need people that are going to pray with us, talk to us, help us, people that we can trust and talk to about the things that we're dealing with in our lives. Yes, we have, you know, yes, you can pray to God. And, and that is, like I said, number one. We pray to God. It's, a, it's an important aspect. But God also places other people in your life to pray with you and, and to help you in those situations. <laughs> and so an a, a, a accountability is an example of healthy... Accountability can be a healthy example of a boundary. Um, sometimes, though, when we do have accountability, we want to have healthy accountability... Unhealthy accountability is when you uh, lord over somebody, like you, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? That is not that is not uh, healthy accountability. Um, that can be easy. You can even have an accountability relationship. I've had a lot of them with lots of, a lot of people in the church. A lot of you know a lot of people outside the church. I've, I I uh, had friends that I said, okay, how about we be accountable to each other? And they are calling me up every day saying did you mess up? Did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm like, man, this is not... <laughs> we're not accountability anymore, you know? I, I can't be lorded over, so... Um, and then you start trying to come up with things. We Well, did you do that? <laughs> um, consequences is a boundary. We talked about national consequences. A lot of times, you know, we we saw in the story that that I shared to begin with that uh, uh, when... when uh, Sometimes when we break certain boundaries in our life, when we break the time, when we when we are letting our emotion, we're not distancing ourselves emotionally from certain situations. When whatever the case may be, when when we're not getting the space that we need, maybe to just kind of breathe. <coughs> I know that uh, I'm going to pick on my my future brother-in-law here, <laughs> uh, Aaron, Pastor Aaron. He's the the guy that's uh, he's in, he is the youth pastor here, and he's also in charge. Of the warehouse and he uh, is, is gonna be getting married to charity here in another two weeks week Wow man it's coming up quick so he's getting married here to charity charity is very much if you know charity she is just very involved <laughs> and, and, and she's go 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 she's a mile a minute Aaron is not a mile a minute he 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 needs he Uh oh someone's over in the, the warehouse. warehouse yeah that's the one in the warehouse. Do you know the code? I don't know the code. Jason, do you know the code? No. Alright, I'll call my sister. It's um Stephanie. No, but I'm gonna go out there. Oh, it's Is that right? Seven. Yeah. It's the our no, address. It's not. It's, it's somebody got in there. It's my desk. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you go you have to go through the warehouse. I can just go out there. Okay. Um Oh, some one of the kids went through the back door. So our kids. Uh. The only way out to that warehouse right now is to <laughs> uh, 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 the Evan. <laughs> oh That's all right. That was a boundary. They went. <laughs> there, there, he crossed the boundary right there. <laughs> There's a consequence right there. that alarm goes off. So, um, so consequences can occur uh, within a boundary. Uh, so, the question is, Is okay, what do uh, what do we do? How do we set boundaries? And we're going to talk more about setting boundaries. This is a nine-week thing, so don't don't think that we're all going to walk out of here and we're going to have all of our boundaries put in place and we're, our, our life's going to be totally in control. Uh, that'd be awesome, but uh, I, I'm figuring this out with you too. So, um, But what I can give you today is I can give you uh, some, what, some what boundaries come with. They come with what we call responsibilities. Uh, in order... In order for boundaries to exist in our life, healthy boundaries, we have to take responsibility of them. They don't just magically appear. We don't just magically learn the art of saying no. We don't just magically learn when to say yes. We don't. It just, does, it just doesn't come out of a cloud and happen. It takes a lot of hard work. Hard work in responsibility. We, we saw in, in the story of Adam that he was a steward of what God had given him. And being a steward is he was responsible of many things, responsible of tons of stuff. And when we look at that, we go, wow, that's a lot of stuff. That's probably a heavy load that Adam had to take care of, that he was responsible of. Well, in that story, that was a heavy load for Adam. Each and every one of us has some kind of load that we are carrying. Uh, Some of us are still raising kids. Some of us um, are trying to uh, make uh, ends meet. Some of us are trying to make sure that we have A place to live, food to eat, you know. Some of us are making sure that some of our other uh, family relationships are in order or our friendships or whatever the case may be. We all have this level of where we're having to be responsible of. These are some of the things that, that maybe you can relate to when I say, is this something that you have to be responsible of? Feelings. Are you having to be responsible for your feelings? Well, yes, of course. We all have to be responsible for our feelings. Um... I just remember before the alarm went off, uh, talking about um, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron is somebody that, 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 uh, that needs, the whole story about that is Aaron is somebody that needs space. And so him and Charity have had to figure out how he can still get space and still um, just enter into the picture of, of, of the busyness that, that Charity already had in her life as being a mother of two, uh, being very involved in the church. And, and just the everyday life. Uh, and so they've had to do those kind of responsibilities. The, other, the ones that we're now talking about responsibilities again is feelings. Feelings is something that we can be responsible for. Uh, I think of a couple different feelings that are strong feelings sometimes that can come out is, uh, we can ha- that, that are hard to control and that we have to be responsible for is anger. Anger is something that can can often get out of control now is anger is is the feeling of anger a sin no no it is not the feeling of anger is not a sin uh, God has moments in the Bible where he becomes angry we even see Jesus in the temple get angry uh, and have to you know when they had money collectors in the temple money changers so the feeling of anger is not a bad feeling but it's what kind of responsibility are you responsible with the feeling of anger? If you let anger go from I'm angry about something, I mean I'm I'm angry that uh, that we live in a day and age where so many um, so many fathers uh, flee the scene uh, and flee their families. That angers me. Uh, so I. I I I don't understand it. I don't understand how it can, I mean I can understand what some of the things that can lead to that, but it angers me to um why that happens. Um so so that's something that makes me angry. But if my reaction was out of that anger to go and 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 uh take a survey at the Tacoma I know this is going to be extreme, but take a survey at the Tacoma mall and ask every man that looks like he might have been a father at one time or another. And say, are you are you a father? And he says, yes. Do you uh, do you um, take care of your children? Well, I, I don't know. I don't. Do you see your children? No. Uh, do do you pay child support? Well, I try to, but not really. You know, I, I I'm not going to go in and take a survey, and then after I take the survey and find out that the guy is a you know that the guy is a loser, and then I'm not going to hit him in the face. You know, <laughs> that would be an extreme act of anger because I'm angry about that situation. So there, the, the feeling of anger is okay, but when we take it to another level, I think you know, of something where Jocelyn can be angry at me. This is one a little more practical than me going to the Tacoma Mall. Um, like, what, so, what did I get thrown into? Yeah. If Jocelyn is angry at me, that is okay. We can have disagreements. We can disagree about something, and it, the disagreement can even come to the place where she's angry that I disagree with her. And that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> she can be angry. But if that anger <coughs> goes to another level where Jocelyn starts yelling at me, and then she starts maybe calling me names, and then I get angry, and then I start calling names back at her. And then that anger, what was in, which was just a feeling that she, that she was responsible over. She was responsible of her anger, which was okay that she was angry about something. That's okay. You can be angry at me to disagree with me. And that's something that we can be responsible for. But when it starts elevating, and it, it ends up we break over the boundary of our feelings. And when we break that boundary, we talk about taking control. Man, things can get out of control really fast. And maybe some of us have been in that spot before where, where that's happened. Um... That's much better than the mall one. You, you missed that. That was good. Um, so, um, attitudes, beliefs, desires—we can be responsible. For that perspective is what I call it. Uh, when uh, we can have a perspective on life, where we can be, re- we need to be responsible for. When we, uh, let's say, we come to church, we hear, hear a word that's preached. And we're like, oh, my goodness. Like, we're, we're just, we know that what Pastor Danny, what Pastor Mike, what anybody was talking about, Roy, you know, uh, Beth, was it Beth Moore? That you're, okay, Beth Moore. Whatever the case may be, it's just something that just kind of hit home, but it really hurts. And we, just, we almost just kind of push it away because we know that's, you know what, that's a little too close. I don't want to really deal with that right now. <coughs> So we start to maybe build up kind of a little bit of an attitude towards that and maybe become a little bit defensive. Well, no, I, I don't really struggle with that. I don't really deal with that. So then we build up this belief system where we go, we we start to feed ourselves and say, Yeah, I don't need to deal with that right now. I don't need to deal with that. I know that's what they I I know that's probably they could be right about that, and maybe they are, but my belief is i don 't actually need to take care of that issue right now i 'm just going to sweep it under the carpet, and then all of a sudden it changes what what we are fo- where our focus is and what we 're desiring after, and all of a sudden we 're running towards something we shouldn 't be because we because we pushed something under the carpet and and, and we weren 't responsible for the, our, our beliefs and our attitudes, knowing that whether if we know something is right or wrong and we push something that's wrong or something that's right and we push it on the carpet and desire after something else it completely can change our perspective on life it's what we, we live in a day and age where they call it postmodernity where I, uh, post postmodern modern. it's it's a mindset where people take biblical truths and they twist them and they and they say it's out of that's not really what God meant and they take aspects of the Bible and they make them they essentially try to disprove them or they say that, that's not exactly what God meant, and they try to, they kind of build their own Bible in a sense out of God's word. And it happens a lot. That's, we, and it's very strong in the Northwest. And so this culture is, is, is risen up quite a bit, and it, it builds this perspective where people are just doing whatever, whatever they want. And when they do whatever they want, and it's incorrect, again, they, were, they, they cross over a boundary, and we see, you know. Consequences. So, uh, behaviors. Uh, we see. You know, we can be responsible over behaviors. This this one, uh, this 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 one plagues. You know, can plague a lot of children. Plague me is <laughs> behaviors. It's something that we learn. We get boundaries that are put in place as children. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. This is why. You know, we get all these boundaries. Lots of them when we're children, and as we grow up there's more boundaries that take place you you know you you go you go into the workplace you know you can't do certain things you know you if you work in a uh, um, you got to wear certain attire you got to show up on time there's certain things that happen and so there's a a level of behavior that's required if you uh, if you end up misbehaving in society and you misbehave in the workplace and you misbehave in your family sometime again those are things that we need to be responsible over. Um, we have choices. Uh, choices are things that we can be responsible over. Uh, like I said uh, with the story uh, with Adam, he, he, him and Eve had a choice to make. Uh, they, 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 chose, uh, they chose the wrong path. Uh, even they, they ended up getting more opportunities to make more choices in life. Our choices do affect what, what, what does happen in our lives, and that's something we have to be responsible for. And even when we do make bad choices, we need to be responsible for even the bad choices we make, understanding that, yes, this is the wrong choice, and maybe I hurt someone along the way, <coughs> and so and so the, you've got a new choice to make. The choice is going back and making something right that was wrong. And uh, so choices, uh, even when choices are... Are, we make bad choices we still have the opportunity for other choices down the down the road values uh, values is um, again uh, values is something that we can be responsible for I, I, I had certain values that that I grew up with that um, even my own you know that I've been been able to uh, pass on to my kids um, some good some bad you know my parents had some good values and some of them that you know, as I got older, I go, well, what, why did we do that? Or what was the point of that? Or, you know, some of those kind of things. We kind of build up a value system. And those are things that, that ultimately where we eventually become responsible for is the values that we have in, in our own home. And uh, those values are important. And when, uh, I know, you know, sometimes we may even have somebody that comes and stays with us. They need a place to stay. You know, you have values in your home. You have, and if the rule was in my house, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of friends in high school that um, they didn't have places to stay because of one reason or another. And my mom always had an open door policy. My my mom <coughs> had always had an open door policy. But one of the thing one of the strong values in our household was your friends can come stay with us, but you, they got to understand that they need to come to church with us on Sunday morning. No questions asked. They have to do it. That's if they're gonna stay with us. That's a value. That's something that they have to do. I, I most of my friends didn't stay with me because most of them weren't Christians and they didn't want to go to church. <laughs> so that was that was a value though that was in our household and it's still a value that we have today. My kids, I don't care if they're if they're in my house. I, they can be 22 and they're still going to church if they're in my house. And that's a value that 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 I had growing up. Uh, thoughts. Thoughts is something that. Uh, that, that you, we, we are responsible for. Um, these are, again, all these responsibilities are things that when we are responsible and good stewards of these things, that's a healthy thing. And so thoughts are, are something that um, when, we, when we are putting um, positive things in our life, when we are going to church and, and we're talking about godly things and we're, 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 uh, we're, we're around positive people, positive influencers in our life that are, are encouraging us, and, and, and helping us to do good things. It, our thoughts, your thoughts will change. Your thought process will completely change in a, in a positive way. And uh, thoughts can be a very powerful thing um, because the more uh, negative thoughts that we get into our mind, uh, some of those things start, we start acting out on those thoughts and that can be a dangerous thing. And so it's important that we are responsible and set boundaries within, uh, within our thinking, within our thoughts. Um, the, I'm, the, the last one is uh, love. Love is uh, something that we are responsible for. And this is something that... Uh, uh, I, I know it's plagued our church. I'll just be honest. It's plagued our church that it's something that... Um, the boundary of love has been something that has been constorted for a lot of people. Where, they w- where we have situations in, in our past Maybe our present, where we were fed this thought that love existed within a relationship, and it, and it, and it existed in a certain way that was not really love. And what happens is is when that becomes morphed into something else, uh, when 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 love when um, when love is abused, when love is abused, and and there's. Uh, when somebody abuses our emotions, us physically, mentally, whatever the case may be, and they say, and they say maybe you know, I that they love you, or that um, something where somebody is claimed that that they that love is a part of your relationship, when all reality it it, it is not what God intended for love to be, and we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, we end up having um, brokenness in our in our lives, and we have brokenness in our relationships because we are then uh, we then have this sense of what love is supposed to be, and what it's, and, and uh, when we have the wrong sense of what love is gonna, is, then we uh, we we go. Th- life looks a little life looks a little bit different in the sense that uh, we we push away relationships that are loving relationships. And we accept relationships that aren't really loving relationships. And that can be very damaging. And it leaves a lot of scars in our lives. And so, <clears throat> the responsibility, ultimately, we, are, we, can be, we can be responsible of love. We can be responsible of love in our lives. Uh, there are situations where we have people uh, that have a hard time loving anybody because it has been abused sometime in their life. And so they very much have a big wall around them. And, 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 uh, <coughs> and so what happens is they also <coughs> build a wall around them to where they don't even believe God can love them. Uh, because they, 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 the uh, wall of against love has become so strong, they go, well, um, the, the wall becomes so strong that they believe that Maybe that this person claimed they loved me but they really didn't and, and, and the, the relationship was abused in one way or another that it cr- caused them uh, to just kind of write off love altogether. And so when they sit in service and they hear that God loves you, that can be sometimes uh, difficult for them to hear because they go, well, love is not a part of my life because when I hear the word love it actually kind of disgusts me because this is how love has been painted in, in my life. But ultimately, <coughs> we have to come to a place where we take control of what a healthy love relationship is, and understand that, that God does love us, and that no matter what has happened to us, what, we, what has happened to other people, what we have done, what others have done, whatever the case may be, that God is a God of grace. And a God of grace and a God of love. And there is not an amount of things that have transpired that God says, Here I am. I love you. And I want you to experience my love for eternity. And, and, and that's what ultimately what God desires for us. And he, and he gave us that love through His Son, Jesus. And um, one, of the, one of the greatest things, one of the healthiest things about the church... About being a part of the church uh, is when, when love when 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 love does exist within the church it doesn't always exist, but when love does exist in the church and when people that may have been burned, we have a congregation. You know, our church is a very um I, uh, we're a very burned church. Let's you know we're a people that have all been burned, um and so we have to be very. Uh, We have to be at a place where we are an an extreme church towards grace because we understand that if, if we're as extreme towards grace as God was towards each and every one of us, each and every one of us being a sinner, that ultimately that through His grace, we are all deserving of His love. And if we realize that we're all deserving of His love, not, no, not one of us in this room is any different than the other person. No, no, not one person is better than any person in here. And one of the most important and, and healthy things that can happen when a church is responsible for the boundary of love and of grace is that when that happens, people come in and they feel like they're part of a family. They can even leave for seasons, come and go, and they still come back to this place and it feels like home and And, and when that happens, you know you're still going to have broken relationships even in, like any family you're going to have times where you're going to be upset with, it, with people in the church, with people in your family, with maybe even the pastor you're going to be upset, but, but when you know that, that that God loves you and that God put this church and put people in your life being the church a part of your life. That do act, that do love you, and they love you not because of anything more than just through grace. To saying, "Man, it is good to see you. It is really good to see you, and we missed you, and we love you, and we're glad you're back," and and that's it. <laughs> There's not much more than that to say. We are glad you're back. We love you, and we accept you, and you're one of us. No, you know, and. Uh, that, that aspect of, of... Thank you, Jesus. It's is huge. <laughs> Thank Jesus. Um, we all have property. Being ourselves. We all have this level of property. When you think of property in a home, you have fences. You have a door. You have different things that exist within your property. Each and every one of us has things... That we need to guard ourselves from. Amen. And sometimes we need to open the door as well. Boundaries are an important thing to take place in our lives. They're, God calls us to be the, the the word boundaries, that's that's out of a book. The word stewardship, I don't even remember the Greek of it. We but but God had the word stewardship in the Bible, and He meant it to be there because each and every one of us is responsible of the boundaries that God has put before us. We all have things that we can be responsible for. feelings, attitudes, behavior, choices, values, thoughts, limits, talents, love. those are all things that God has, has said. These are things that you need that you're responsible for in your life, that you're going need to have boundaries over. Not because I'm, I want to give you rules. It's not, it has nothing to do with law. It has nothing to do with rules has everything to do with He loves each and every one of us and He wants the best for us. And He knows in order for that to exist, boundaries need to be put in place. And so the next eight weeks, we're going to dive deeper into how to establish some of these boundaries. It's easy to just, you know, to, to, to read a book, to read the Bible and, and preach about boundaries and, and pray and in the night and we all go our, our, our own ways. It's a harder thing to live it out Friday, Saturday, and through the <coughs> course of the week. And so uh, what, what 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 I wanna help you guys with as I go through this myself is is tools. We all need some tools. You can't you can't work you can't work on you can't build a house without without tools, not very well. And so we 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 all <laughs> I I, well I can't build a house with tools either, but that's another <laughs> But uh, we all need some tools in order to put boundaries in place. I don't want to leave you hanging. And so we're going to spend the next eight weeks putting some tools in our belt so that we can uh, know when to say yes, know how to say no, and uh, take control over the things in our life that maybe we feel, feel like we've lost control of. So, Jesus, uh, just, I just thank you for the grace that you give us every day. Every moment, every mistake, everything that, that, that has transpired in our lives, Lord, you are you are a, a God of grace and a God of love, and I uh, I pray that as we uh, as we, we uh, go through, continue to go through your Word, Lord, that we uh, that we are able to focus on the things that that you have in store for us, uh, which is good, in Christ's name. Amen.